had six children and her husband was an over-the-road trucker. So it was mom's responsibility to run the farm when she got the worst news. You have only a few months to live. One night during her battle really stands out in my mind. It was as if the angels themselves were in the room, but they would escort me on a mission that I didn't want to take. But we don't get to choose these moments. I'm Terry Hardica, and this is Life Journeys, where we talk about learning how to walk in places that we never thought we would or could. Our pathway will sooner or later take some hard turns, as most of us find out early on in life. That's not fair, is a phrase that we would do well to learn how to handle. Today, we're going to take a look at what seems like one of life's hardest injustices. Edna developed cancer at a young age, in her mid-40s. Life on the prairie raising a few cows and pigs was not easy, especially when her husband was gone for many days at a time. Persistent life challenges have a way, though, of keeping Christians close to God. I remember times when I'd go out to the farm to minister to her, talk about how God could heal her, but she'd finally tell me, I just don't have the faith for it. Now understand something. When you're talking with a person who has only months to live, you need to be sensitive and make sure that you don't do more harm than good. You see, faith is first and foremost a force in the hand of God to change and to deliver us from hell, from guilt, and then to please Him. Most of us will need a lot of faith to help us navigate many of the storms of life instead of asking Him to deliver us from them all. Jesus was asleep in the ship that night He led His disciples into the storm. He knew very well what was coming, but He needed to prepare them for future storms. There have been many times in my life when I wish my dad was there. One time I ran out of the driver's seat in Denver to mail a letter at the curbside mailbox. I figured it would be okay because no one was behind me, and I was in the intersection. I left the car running, jumped out, and did what I always did in Denver. Locked the door on the way out. It was a habit, one I would learn from. There was my car running at an intersection, and I couldn't get in. Oh, how I wish I could have just called my dad to help me out. But he was 1,500 miles away. I had to figure it out myself. I'd tell you what I did, but then you wouldn't have the joy of learning a lesson, too. Sorry. The truth is, I don't even remember what I did. Dad's not always going to be there, though. And there are times when it seems like God is asleep. He's not answering. But it doesn't mean that you're left to your own devices. Someone said when you're in the storm, don't ask God for directions. You probably wouldn't hear Him. Do what you were trained to do before the storm hit. If he's not answering with that still small voice, he's already prepared you, and he's just watching you to take the next solo flight. You're ready. One night as I led a home Bible study for a group in the country, I sensed something telling me to leave and go visit Edna in the hospital. I left the meeting in someone else's charge and went to the car. As I left the yard that night, the radio station began playing the old hymn, God Will Take Care of You. Something inside seemed to say, you're going to need these words. 
As I walked into the hospital, Edna was taking her last breath. I missed one more visit with her and wondered why I was prompted to go to the hospital at all. It wasn't long, however, when I knew that I needed to drive out to their home place and tell her family. Their dad was trucking in California at the time, so when I walked in the door, I gathered the children around. Mom is gone. She's where she needs to be for now. Some tears came, of course, but I could see the calm spirit of their mother in these kids. I believe I have a message from God for you kids, I told them. I told them what had happened as I was leaving the Bible study that night. This song is for you, right now. God will take care of you. No matter what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean weary one upon his breast. God will take care of you. The Bible says that he has put our tears in a bottle. Psalms 56.8 says, You tell my wanderings. Put thou my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. God remembers all of the tears that we have shed in our life's saddest and most worried times. When life drives us to the ground from the shock and our knees buckle from a loss too great to bear, God doesn't forget. In this season called Life on Earth, we will have those times, and nothing will fully erase their memory or the fear of it happening again. It's the kind of life that we have here. But in the midst of heaven's description of how the end of these times will happen, we see God wiping away all our tears. Here is when that bottle is opened and emptied forever. Think of the context. As we now, in 2020, see glimpses of what it will be like in the last days with the riots, the craziness of politics, the sorrow and anger of the black community, the pandemic, and heartache of economic fears, Heaven is releasing its restraints on mankind on the earth. Sin is being allowed to do its worst. Yet in heaven, great worship is going on. We see its visions many times during the last book's unfolding. By it, we realize that this is by no means injustice, though men cease much injustice. It's not coming from God. It's coming from men as by God's righteousness we see what the world is like when He doesn't hold things back. But God will right every wrong, heal every sorrow, and restore all that has been taken. One of Edna's children was barely three when Edna died. Rachel was a sweet little girl with Down syndrome. Rachel went to be with her mom just last year of whom it was said she greatly missed her mother. Those tears are wiped away forever. What an inheritance awaits us all who have trusted in Jesus.